Last time, guys, I talked about this. I said for the big game, for the big game week, you got to bring on the big guns. And today, for the Super Bowl episode, this is number 214 of YWC Football Talk, I have the big guns in the form of a crossover episode that hasn't been done in a very, very long time of the This That YWC Football Talk podcast, which I have not talked anything about this in a while, but shout out Chris, Jonathan Taylor, Thomas, Fangirl, Ramey, who was the winner of the inaugural YWC Football Talk Fantasy League. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? Good. Well, not now. I finished last in that league, so fucking terrible. I'm feeling great. I won that league. I dominated with you half got, my team just being awful all year. That's so lucky. It was insane. <laughs> but you know what, guys? The league's gonna be back for year two. You'll have, to, you'll have to be back, Matt. You'll have to do better. I'm pretty sure it was the other. I league can't do worse. Bad. Yeah, I don't think you were. Were you last or? Oh yeah, no, I was. was, I, was I, I, it, in both of your leagues, I was horrendous. All my other leagues, I was amazing. I yeah, just, you I just you really ran bad. the show in Tech Deckler, so. And then, oh God, I, I already can't wait for more fantasy football. Like, I don't know what to do with my Sundays without it. I know. It's like this, even this past Sunday, I know. We're so I was, about... I had nothing to do. I was like, what am I supposed to do? There's nothing on TV. This sucks. Yeah. Literally, this weekend was like, there was nothing for sports. I think the most, like, I don't remember even Friday night, I went out for dinner and it was the NHL skills competition, but literally every TV in the restaurant was NBA basketball. NBA was the only sport on this weekend. So, yeah. It's like that awkward dead time, but like the NHL is still on its bye week, and there's only two games tonight. But all in all, it's been a good, pretty good season. And Matt also mentioned that Eli Manning is undefeated in February. But I actually got a question Three, you know. last night. I got I got asked a question on last night's episode. I don't know if you guys watched it yet, but I was asked by my guest Ray Route if I thought Eli Manning was a Hall of Famer. Obviously, I know what Matt's answer is. I want to ask you, Ramy, what do you think? Yeah, I think he is. The two Super Bowls get him in. I, you know, the, you know, the winning record, the record during the regular season, five hundred. But he's he's got the numbers. He's a, he's a stat. He was a stat compiler, but he won when it mattered. He won in the, he won in the playoffs. Can I also say something of that as well? It's not that he won in the playoffs, but it's and th- look, obviously, it comes at an expense of my team, or it came at the expense of my team. Excuse me, but it's the fact that he made the plays in the games when it mattered most, like in the NFC Championship games against Green Bay and San Fran. And then in the two games against New England, there are two iconic throws that it's not just like, you know, like what Trent Delfer did, where it was that unbelievable defense or Joe Flacco, where it was Ray Lewis. Like, you know, they went and ran it for Ray Lewis. Like Eli Manning, when it mattered most, made the plays. Even though it pains me to say, he made the plays when the ball basically was back was against the wall. Who would you take over him besides maybe Brady and Montana to go win like a playoff game? I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take Peyton Manning over him either. Not Aaron Rodgers. I would take Eli. Regular season from a I, skill, I would take from a skill stand. No, who's gonna go? Who who's gonna go? People, who's gonna go win you the win game? game? Game on the line. You probably do want Eli. Yeah. Other than like Brady and Montana, I would take Eli. I want Iguodala. <laughs> Is that the NBA crossover? <laughs> Iguodala. No, I just I just let's think see. of that because like I saw the other day. Call, just call literally... this a Super Bowl podcast and let's just talk about the LeBron breaking the record for forty five minutes. <laughs> um, no, still no, not better. Anthony than Davis Jordan. was so sour. Oh God, bitch. The, um, the thing I always think about Iguodala just because I saw it the other day where it was like Kyrie and Luca. It's like who do you want with your ball? Like who do you want uh, shooting the ball at the last second to win the game? And everyone Luka. literally was just like, I want Iguodala. Just as like yeah, running out jokes, the Max Kellerman thing. But no, with the LeBron thing, I'll say two things. It shows the time we're in because literally everyone had their phone out 
But I love the two things about the shot pitcher the most is the guy asking for the ball under the net, being like, yeah, you think LeBron's really going to pass him in that moment when he's got a clear look? And then the Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, literally just sitting there being like, yeah, all right, cool. What's going on? He was the one guy that wasn't on his phone, Phil Knight. Yeah. I wonder. Well, somebody, I just saw a picture on Facebook comparing Jordan's last shot, and it was like, nobody has their phones out versus LeBron has their. I was like, yes, 1998. Nobody has a cell phone with a camera on it. (laughs) That's just. Something to try to shit on LeBron, and I'll shit on LeBron plenty, but that that was ridiculous. But why was Anthony Davis such a little bitch? Like I don't get it. I don't know. But the other thing with that too is like I when it also showed LeBron. I know WWE's Fox Twitter posted a photo of LeBron at Raw in 2003. Yeah, I remember. But I was thinking of the photo of the one. I remember watching phones and cameras. I just remember him on his flip phone taking a picture of Stone Cold Steve Austin. But uh, the sad thing is, Ramy and I remember watching that fucking episode. Like I remember that. (laughs) Yep, same. You see him in his stupid smile, like, like, and to think that was 2003. Like, my God, <laughs> the hell did the time go? It's 2023, and oh my God, I'll be joining the 30 Club later this year. That's something I don't really want to think about right That's now. Crazy. But what are, drink- what are you drinking, Ramy? Is that alcohol? It's alcohol. It's a beer. Oh wow! I thought you uh, cut back on the drinking. I have. This is actually my first drink in like two weeks. Wow, just to just to talk to us, you have to get hammered. I, hey, Thanks. half the time just to respond to your text, I need to do a yeah. shot of whiskey. What did he oh, say? Oh God, jackass! Oh, but you know what? Uh, before we get into the Super Bowl and everything else, um, so as you guys, I don't know if you're aware or not, but Alex was on here a few weeks ago, and we were talking about like the Giants and stuff like that. So, Matt, before we get into anything else, I want to ask you, like, what were your thoughts on just the season and like? How do you view the team going forward? Oh my God, it was it was so fun to actually enjoy football for a change, but it's now you have you're coming off a rookie contract quarterback where you're still cap strapped, so they're kind of screwed. So they're going to end up paying Jones, they're going to end up paying Barkley, and then that's not how you win anymore. Other than like you know Mahomes, so I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I trust uh, Shane and Dable; they'll figure something out. I mean, they worked, they did a lot with nothing. But Daniel yeah. Jones deserves way more credit than he's been getting. So I'm happy to keep him. And that episode where I basically, uh, you know. Don't uh, you have to do a pick- Daniel Jones like love fest it, podcast since he had a it, better season than Mac it, Jones? It, it'll when be coming. That, when it'll is be, that coming? It'll be will, sometime, it'll be sometime in the off season. It'll be sometime in the off season. Al- where- Alex and I will have to be on that episode. Oh, I think I'll just bring like giant like Giants fans in like an all in one sudden, or I'll just go live on YouTube and you guys are just like, oh yeah, me that's up. a good idea. Yeah. I'll go live on YouTube and everyone else is in the comments. And then shout out Randy, he's just gonna be like, so what do you think of Brown Brady retiring? And I'm like, this is all about Daniel Jones, baby. <laughs> I heard Griff bid on the uh, Tom Brady's retirement sand. Uh, unfortunately, I did he, not win. He that. used all of his wedding funds to buy that sand. <laughs> Fucking Tom Brady, you think he stays retired? Honestly, yes. Just, he has to. He'd look like such a tool if he came back again. I think it's a mix of that. Well, it's also to it would become the boy who cried wolf if he didn't. Brett Favre. Yeah, where if it. yeah, where if like no, like next year, say if he does it again, no one's gonna be like, all right, we don't believe you. This time, it's just the, the way he walked off the field in that game against Dallas. You know, his parents were right down there on the sidelines, and he went up to them afterwards. In even the video, it seems genuine. It seemed like you know what? Yeah, yeah. I think he's done. I think he's. But then he's not going to be going to Fox until next year, which I kind of like, where it's just like, you know what? Take a year off. Just He sacrificed his entire family for one shitty season just to lose to the goddamn Cowboys. Like, I don't know. What a terrible way to go out. He can take as many underwear thirst traps as he wants. Uh, He should have just retired. 
<laughs> like he should have retired last year. Saved his. Maybe he wanted to get rid of his family. Maybe it was like, this well, that's the, the thing. Maybe, maybe he was maybe having he already to... mirrored a problem. So he decided, like, you know, I'm it. just going to go back to football and get away from it all. Remember when you thought that the Bucks would destroy the uh, Cowboys? For, for months before that game yeah, ever you. happened, I kept saying, I can't wait for Dallas to lose in the wild card you. round to those. I said seven and ten. Bucks. The Bucks were so bad. They were so bad. But what was worse, though, the Bucks losing. I, Okay, we got him back. Um, what was worse though, the Bucks losing that game or Dalton Schultz's inability to get his feet down? I mean, the Bucks aren't good. Dallas, Dallas should have won that game. Dallas should have won that game. But look, I like Dalton Schultz. He's a great tight end. But like in those moments, I'm just like, it's I like what exactly is your team doing this year when you look at it? Like, cause I'm just like trying to figure out it seems like it's a now or never desperate year, but like what moves do the Dallas Cowboys make this offseason? Like, is Dalton Schultz back? Is Who's like the running back? Like if it's up to me, I think Zeke. You get rid of Zeke, and then you have Pollard be a running back one, and you bring in someone else. You said they were going to cut both. You think they'll cut both and draft running back? Pollard's a Pollard's a free agent, Hmm. and he just mangled his leg. So that's that's kind of iffy. He might not get money about that. He broke his leg in the divisional round. Broke his leg and sprained his ankle. Yeah, Zeke Zeke has to get caught. They're going to save like eight million dollars if they cut him. He's washed. He's he's a great teammate. He's washed. He's so fucking washed. It's just, it's embarrassing how bad he is. He averaged like two yards a carry the last like six games of the season. It's pathetic. How is the Schultz. running back market so high? Like, I could see if the Giants decided to look, move on from Barkley and draft a running back, I wouldn't be that opposed to it. That's the thing. Because like, it's, I, it's I feel about, like you kind of have enough money. I feel like running backs are, I don't want to say a diamond dozen. There's, you know, a couple like elite running backs For out Dallas, there. Dallas, you can kind of just throw anybody in there. You could throw me back there, and I'd probably average three yards a carry. <laughs> yeah, but like, but the other thing too he's, with Dallas so important. But here's the but other thing I with Dallas know. too, though. Lamb's got to get paid, so it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, who do you value more? And if I'm the Cowboys, you try to get Pollard on a cheapish deal, especially considering he's hurt. You give the money to Lamb, and then eventually, you know what? Maybe draft someone because there's a lot of good running backs that are going to be going on day two and day three this year. That's honestly what I think they do. I think. No, they need a wide receiver too, first and foremost. Well, if that's falling into be... the same trap, aren't they? They paid Amari Cooper, drafted Lamb, and they couldn't afford Cooper. They cut him, so Lamb will move up. But they Gallup didn't move up what they expected, so they only, still only had one receiver. Well, so Gallup was Lamb, coming off the ACL, so I feel like he might bounce back next year. But you can't count on that. So they they de- they need another wide receiver. I don't think Schultz comes back. They drafted two tight ends last year, Hendershot and um, Ferguson. Ferguson, who I think are going to be good. So I think Schultz is gone. They need to restructure a bunch of contracts because Parsons about is going to get paid contract? soon too. I'd restructure Dak again. They restructured him last year. His cap hits fucking goofy though. That contract looks terrible now. Does the it Dak though? Con- when 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 the Giants pay Daniel Jones thirty eight million dollars a year, the Dak contract's gonna be looking fantastic. He's not good though. But the funny thing is, if Rodgers goes to the AFC, <laughs> you could argue that Dak is the second best quarterback in the NFC because there's just fucking nobody. Honestly, like, yeah. If it's like Rogers Jalen goes hurts, to the AFC, and then like. Dak is the second best. Dak and then Daniel Jones, like those are your best quarterbacks in the Kirk Cousins. Like Jesus, would you? I would probably take. I don't know if I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak. How could you take Kirk Cousins over Dak? Dak is good. I got a good one for you, Matt. Really? I have a good one for you. Healthy Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott? Healthy Matthew Stafford. Healthy Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I would still, even take healthy, healthy Matthew Stafford. I mean, I Dak, Dak had, what, double the interceptions Daniel Jones did in like four or five less games? Like, well, I don't know what happened this year. Yeah, but he also had double the touchdowns and double the yards. Yeah, basically. he has receivers. 
Come on. I'm just saying you can't you can't just cherry pick the fact that he had more interceptions. He also had the best third down conversion of any quarterback in the NFL, where Daniel Jones I mean, couldn't throw the ball on third down. I mean, interception is a pretty good indication of the quarterback. I mean, he had a lot of bad fucking throws. No, you're right. He had a lot of bad throws. He also had a lot of amazing throws. He I don't had the think best he's... game of his career against Tampa. I don't think he's that good. Can I go back? I don't think just... Daniel Jones is that good. But he's I not give... that good. But he's. I'm, I'm going to give Daniel Jones some love right now, though, because this is a stat that I brought up with Alex. <laughs> When he was on well, if you put ago. if you put Dak on the Giants, I don't think they'd make the playoffs. If you put Daniel Jones on the Cowboys, the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. That's not true. Um, did That's you know absolutely that... not true. So, um, do you guys know what a clean game is? Meaning zero, like basically no turnovers, no turnovers. Yeah. Do you know that? But basically, the games where Daniel Jones had that from 2019 to 2021, he had seven of them. Seven how many of them he led the nfl this year in clean games no turnovers no fumbles that's, no interceptions that's some, that's some damn progress considering his rookie year he had like 6800 turnovers how many do you think he had this year as it, as it comes to clean games clean games yeah he only had like seven interceptions i think and a few fumbles how many i think he only had five had? i think it was 15 and five how many clean games did he have is it uh oh, 10 nine most in the NFL. Pretty damn good. That's impressive. They they game planned around him. They knew what they had and they maximized his strength. That's what an actual coach can do. Yeah. It kind of shows that, like, hey, it, it's good coaching. But at the same time, too, I feel like the Giants, until the Gettleman mess is completely cleaned up, they're gonna be treading. I know they have cap room this year, but it seems like too there's a lot of guys they, in they house that have to They don't have as much well. cap room as you think they would. There's still a lot, especially when you have to pay Jones if, and Barkley. If they they're pay Jones and Barkley, their yeah, cap room is going. They're going to yeah. have nothing. They need to restructure Leonard Williams. They can't let him go, but they can't afford to pay him what he's making. He needs to, I know. It, it's he such, needs to restructure. It's such a – And if like, Dallas can do it every fucking year, Joe Shane should be able to figure something out. Like, I mean, if Mickey on. Loomis can do it every but, year in know, New Orleans. The, Billy Loomis? The thing that I don't get is – so Daniel Jones is – you know, any, any team is going to be able to sign him. The Jets could throw $50 million at him for all you know. Are the, is, is Daniel Jones worth $40 million a year? I mean, is he asking for like fucking ten years? Like he's probably gonna get three years. You know I, what I think he's he, gonna get? Probably four years. I I'd give it to him. He deserves it. I say sucks. four years. There's an out after two, maybe. I'd I'd take that. Who are you, I'm who gonna are you, go three, but an out after two. Who are you? Who are you gonna plug in there besides Jones? Tyrod Taylor, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. When everyone's like, I know, I I know. Look, like I was saying before, I know Alex is very pro Daniel Jones and everything like that. Oh, when so I think of the nauseating level, yeah. but when I see the Giants fans who want him out, my my Still? question to them is, yeah, like the, for the Giants fans who want him out, I don't know. For Giants two. fans, <laughs> Giants fans seem very fickle for a lot. I of need the time. to, I need to see the guy with actual weapons. Can he go win you a game? Maybe, but if he had like CD Lamb and fucking you know Victor Cruz or some shit, like let me see that. Draft a receiver and fucking trade for DeAndre Hopkins Mother or something. Fuck, he had Richie James, baby. That's Richie, Richie James. James. Was, other than that Seattle game, he, he, Richie James wasn't that bad, actually. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins. These are the guys we're throwing out there on a weekly basis. But that's the thing. Pickups like Isaiah Hodgins are that was what, a great, win I love you, that or what help you win games. So that's the thing. It's but it would have been a great pick. It would have been even better if we had, like, Victor Cruz and Akeem Nix, and then you added Isaiah Hodgins. We had fucking Darius. Or Lee. if you had Sterling Shepard. Yeah, that too. That guy. I, I that, think he's I gone. I don't right. think the Giants. I don't think the Giants. They bring should him bring back. him back as a cheerleader because he's the fucking best hype man. Of I, I don't think his. Time. I think his career is pretty much shot at this point with the injuries he's had. He, yeah, I don't. He's, I don't see how he can come back unless he's like, I'll take ten bucks, and then yeah. they're like, all right, we'll give you a shot. Sure. I don't I think they can fit that under the cap. 
I yeah. think it's either he takes a very cheap deal with the Giants or he goes somewhere else. That's that's what I think. Where it's or more retires. I don't. I doubt he'll retire. What, he can't be that old yet. Is he thirty? I don't even know. I don't even think he's thirty. No. He, well, he. I say this again and again, but he looks Sterling like Marcus Shepherd Stroman is twenty nine. Marcus Stroman is a bitch. Uh, he's twenty nine. Eh. Marcus Stroman is. Oh, I forgot blocking. about Odell too. If they sign Odell, where's that guy gonna fucking go? Cowboys are still apparently interested in him. Why? I don't know. Well, they do need that number two. They do, but Buffalo also needs the number two as well. So we'll see what happens. Just don't make me hate you, Odell, please. <laughs> don't go to Dallas. Come on. Um, when it also comes to everything else with, like, look with this NFL season, it's been it's been really intriguing. It's been really exciting. But then also we have that's the other thing too. We can recap the Pro Bowl if we want. Um, but also that's the other thing I, I didn't too. I'm watch any about. of it. And I know nothing about it other than Eli getting the Gatorade bath. That's you all know, I saw. Garrett dislocated a toe. He did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. During flag football. My big question is not big question. My big thing is right now, look, I, I'll say this. I watched a bit of NFL of the NFL Pro Bowl games on Sundays, like background noise. But then on Thursday, I actually watched a bit of the skills competition. And some of the stuff was fun. It was like they had the uh, quarterback throwing stuff. But then when people they were overhyping these guys where it's just like Derek Carr throwing a target. It's like, he's going to do great for someone else. I'm like, guys, let's like, let's just, let's just speaking of Derek Carr, that guy's got a world-class sense of humor. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> um, moving on though. Uh, NFL honors tomorrow night. I remember Matt, remember last time you were on here, what did we do? We talked about what we thought the mid season awards were. There were some players with obvious opinions, but Matt, I'm going to ask you this because if Brian Dayball isn't the guy that wins Coach of the Year tomorrow night, who does it go to? Hmm. I don't want to say Nick Sirianni. I fucking I feel like shitting on him because he has a good roster is isn't warranted. But also he has a really talented fucking roster. I feel like Doug Peterson deserves a shit ton of credit. So if it wasn't Dable, I would I, I would give it to him or Pete Carroll because I we thought the Seahawks would be worse than the Giants. And they they made the playoffs. So one of those three. If Dable doesn't get it, I would be shocked if it's not one of those two. Are there finalists? I can't yeah, even solid. remember. Yeah, Who are they, they? they for I, the I first time I remember they came out and announced it on uh Good Morning Football like two weeks ago or something like that. Right. Let me look it up. Because like I say, folks, a lot of times our YWC football talk, we do things on the fly. Just remember that. Um it's my whole entire life. Yeah. Nothing's planned. <laughs> nothing. Not a damn thing. Not at all. Nothing. Uh, where are the Bleacher Report? Coach of the year. Let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, okay. So they only announced, they only put three in here and they put Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, and Kyle Shanahan. Really? Kyle Shanahan? Not, Pete Carroll gets Shanahan no love? Winning. I mean, that's that's unfortunate. They have for a Pete loaded Carroll, roster. He, they had no quarterback. They went to like nine quarterbacks. Brock Purdy, baby. It should be Dable. It, it should be Dable. Like, if it's not yeah. Dable, just throw the effing award away. But just throw it away. Yeah. It should be I Dable. mean, come on. He, he totally deserves it. That's weird that they, Shanahan over – like, who had the Jags being, like – we all thought they – I mean, they still overpaid for all of those players, but it, it worked. And now I forgot they have Calvin Ridley, don't they? Yep. Yeah. That's They're going to be – they're going to win that division for the next, you know, until Vrabel gets fired. Hashtag fire, fire Vrabel, oh, baby. Free. Hashtag there fire. I've been on that train for three years. The, the Titans I, could go 16 and 0 and they'd make one mistake and you'd be like, fire him. He sucks. Well, they, they could go 16 and 0. Why didn't they win the 17th game? Did they not even show up? Fire him. <laughs> fire him. Fire Vrabel. 
Well, the other coaches... he's literally been on that bandwagon when they were like winning the division every year. Sean, by the way, Sean McDermott and Nick Sirianni are also in that category for coach of the year. But I hope it's not just based on Dable best. or Although, Peterson. Dable or Peterson. It's Dable. It's got to be Dable. It really needs to be. Logically, Dable or Peterson. Um, the next one I want to ask you guys about because this one's an interesting one: offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson, Kenneth Walker, or Brock Purdy. I would, I would lean towards Garrett Wilson. It's got to be Garrett Wilson. No offense to Brock Purdy. He played like six games, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. He went amazing in those stats, but Garrett Wilson had an amazing rookie year. Kenneth Walker was also really good, too. He had an amazing rookie year with no quarterback. Like, it's Zach Wilson thrown to him sometimes, and he's still – like, if he could redraft, the Giants should have taken, been able to take him instead of Evan Neal. So we need that receiver badly. And then for defensive rookie of the year, we have Aiden Hutchinson, Tyreek Woolen, and then Sauce Gardner. Oh, it has to be sauce. It has to be. Yeah. And ESPN's redraft, he goes first. So um, they also put Brock Purdy going fourth, which I saw that. Yeah. Which Jet fans got (laughs) mad. They were like, oh, someone's got to get fired for this. And I'm like, yo, if we knew what Brock Purdy was going to be in the NFL, I think it's a, I think that's also coaching more than talent. Like if you had Brock Purdy on the Houston Texans, he's not going six and oh. No. If you put Jimmy Garoppolo on the Jets, I don't think Jimmy G is going to put up the kind of numbers and win like he did with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, defensive player of the year, Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, or Micah Parsons? It's Bosa. Micah Parsons. Bosa. I'm going Parsons. Dude, it's fucking uh, nasty. Offensive player of the year. Here's a good one. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Hurts, or Patrick Mahomes? Jefferson. Jefferson or Mahomes, I, I would lean towards. Well, I, I feel like Mahomes the, the MVP, gonna MVP. he's going to win MVP. The, do they do they usually differentiate? Yeah, I feel like usually. the offensive player of the year is like a receiver or somebody. So Jefferson will probably win. It's like say with the Oscars sometimes, like how sometimes the person that wins best director, it doesn't mean they win best pitcher. I know sometimes they win both, but sometimes you give one one because they're not winning the other. Uh, mine, I'm going to go Tyree Kill actually because. He only had a hundred less receiving yards than Justin Jefferson, and that's with missing Tua for a big portion of the season. So I think if you put Tyreek Hill on a team like the Minnesota Vikings, he's probably the best wide receiver in football this year. For as good as Justin Jefferson is, I think Justin Jefferson will end up winning. But I, by the pick, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Hill did have a really good year. Imagine fucking leaving Kansas City though. Chiefs are really impressive to me that they they're off. They got better when he left somehow. And then MVP uh, Jefferson Burrow Allen. Oh, what about uh, what about comeback? Oh, I think, but comeback. I like comeback. Okay, we'll do comeback. We'll do comeback. CMC, Geno Smith, Saquon Barkley. Fucking better be Saquon Barkley. It's been two years in the making. God damn it! Can Geno Smith really win comeback player of the year from just sucking for nine years? Like, well, I mean, can Saquon Barkley win comeback player of the year from come? He he was he was injured two years ago. He played last year. But Ryan Tannehill won it his too. first year in Tampa Bay, and basically that's the thing everyone said was he came back from sucking. That's it's literally true. what it is. So they'll give it to Geno for that because Christian McCaffrey and Gino's Saquon, just, it's the same sort of thing. Gino's By the way, you're Michael. Quarterback. So you know how you're saying Saquon Barkley was two years in the making? Yeah. I think Michael Gallup's the same thing. Him and Chris Godwin this year, they had bad years. They were down with the torn ACLs coming off of so that's why they're a little wonky guarantee you next year michael gallup's gonna have a much better year with the dallas cowboys chris got him with kyle trask thrown to him yeah he, he <laughs> should request a trade yeah come to the giants 
your team, my team, doesn't matter. Any of the teams. And then MVP, do I have to go over the nominees again, or do we just want to shout? It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. It's got to be Mahomes. No, who, no who, disrespect to Jalen Hurts. It's got to be Mahomes. Who are the? Uh, who is the other nominee? Allen, Allen, Burrow. Burrow, Hurts, and I mean, I mean, just just looking at Jalen Hurts' numbers, how can you justify giving it to him over Mahomes? It's not even close. I, here's the other thing too: the fact that Patrick Mahomes got so many first team votes that is a very strong indicator because the same people that vote for first, like for all the for the AP All Pro teams, are the exact same people who vote for these awards. You took away his fucking best receiver, top three in the league, and he had a better year. This is one. Of, I think this might be his best year besides his rookie year. Yeah, which he won MVP as well, and because no one expected him to do anything like this year, everyone was like, "Remember with the AFC West? It was oh, Denver can be good, Vegas can be good, the Chargers are there." Buffalo was like good. the uncrowned yeah. champion. Meanwhile, I kept saying, I'm like, it's like all those years with Tom Brady, you know, when people were like, oh, there's all these other teams. And then you snap your fingers and guess who's in the Super Bowl? It was Tom Brady. It's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes. Like, yes, Rams. You, you know what? You know what I mean? Come no. on. Nobody's going to like that reference to yes, Rams. Griff's great tweet. Yes, Rams. I hate you both. I'm out. I'm logging off. Bye. Oh, I was about to say, I'm completely brain farting. Oh, Wow. It's the tweet. You tried to say uh, eight years straight or something. You said, yes, Rams. Oh, basically because um, <laughs> you mistyped it. And I said, never delete this. I'm going to use this as my go-to phrase now. Oh my God. <laughs> because I basically, I, yes, I, 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 I talked about this on last night's show. And my problem is just because everyone's making, you know, this Chiefs team, like how. Actually, you know, I'm going to ask you guys this right now. Do you agree with the whole conversations of if the Chiefs were to win on Sunday, that they're a dynasty and that Patrick Mahomes is in the GOAT conversation, or do you think he still has to do a hell of a lot more to get to both of those things have to happen first? I probably think it's probably the best quarterback, like just physically and yeah, we've ever seen. Like I still think Peyton Manning's a better quarterback than Tom Brady, but you can't call him the GOAT until he wins, what, at least like three, four? Because I still I mean, think Roger Federer is the GOAT of tennis and he doesn't have the most majors, so theoretically he could be, but not, he's, not, it's still way, way, way way uh, far away from that. Yeah, he's, he's got more that he needs to do, but I mean, five AFC championships in a row. I mean, let's be honest for the next 15 years, the team that's going to go to the Super Bowl is either going to be Mahomes, Burrow or Josh Allen, probably 95% of the time. Pretty let's much, let's yeah. just be, let's be real. Like it's going to be it, Mahomes could retire tomorrow and you could probably argue that he's already a hall. I was just going to say that I'd probably vote for him. The fact that he's already have he has two MVPs, he has three Super Bowl appearances. If he gets two wins, it's one of those things where it's right. He he would retire tomorrow. If he could retire next week, he'll be in Canton. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I just win. and also I'll tell you guys to just be honest. We'll do picks in a minute, but my preseason pick was the Kansas City Chiefs. I just don't like the way the media is kind of making it seem like so easy. Like even I remember after he won the first one, they were doing that LeBron. You don't remember the. Not three, not four, not five. Well, it not looked six. like he was going to do that. Yeah. It I mean, looked like it. But then my biggest question three. for him, though, is going to come, you know, once guys like, if, say, if Andy Reid retires or if once guys like Travis Kelsey go, that's where I think his greatness will truly be tested. But for now, you know what? He's the best quarterback in football. Well, they took away his best receiver. And it's like you just throw anybody. If you throw somebody half as good as Tyreek out there, it's, he's fine. Yeah. Like I even mean, Juju they, had they a pretty good year if he could stay receiver. healthy. He lost Tyreek Hill. You know, he had Katerius Tony, you know, come in, you know, pull his hamstring after like two and a half seconds. They have no running game. So you know he's gonna <laughs> oh, throw it 40 something. Pacheco's good. How no how how much do you think Clyde Edwards Alaire hates his life? Like he's everybody is good on that team. He's fucking awful. He's burned me multiple years in fantasy. He's awful. 
He's, he's literally terrible. He's Pacheco good, comes he in and he's healthy. Good. Damian Williams was good. The other Williams was good. Edwards Alaire sucks. So bad. <laughs> Hate that guy. Never Tell again. Me how you really feel. Never draft him. Never draft a Lions running back. Uh, I, oh, I mean, Jamal Williams. He's never going to – I guarantee you so many people are going to reach for him next year, and nobody ever duplicates their touchdowns like that. And then DeAndre of, Swift will go off. Avoid uh, anybody on the Lions next year in the running backs. Okay, so, that's your, so question for you guys for fantasy football then. If you had to pick right now, number one overall for 2023, who do you take? It's so difficult because last year the running backs were so freaking bad, I felt like I should have taken a receiver – but if are we still just are we assuming everybody's going to stay healthy? Yeah. Then I'd probably take McCaffrey one again because he basically won me the league again when he had those like four or five straight games of thirty points, especially on the Niners. I feel like that's the number one pick again. He's back you, to being number one. There's and a if, guy that I was going to go with, but I have a bit of a hot take, and I think he's going to have a bit of a down year just because his quarterback I think is going to have a better year, and that's Nick Chubb. I think you're going to see a lot of people go for Nick Chubb in the top three, but I think, think so. Sean, because he doesn't think, catch enough passes. But here's the thing, though. I think Deshaun Watson, with the weapons that he has, is going to have a better year in a full system. Look, I don't want to see Deshaun Watson succeed. The guy's a creep. But you know what? I think he's going to not be his 2019 self, if you guys remember that. But I think Deshaun Watson is going to have a much better year for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So that's where I think taking guys like Dick Chubb, proceed with caution. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, proceed with caution. That's CMC, a guy like, oh, fuck I'm that guy. Unless what? you can get Jonathan Taylor late in the first round, early second round, I wouldn't reach for him. He'll probably yeah, bounce Travis back. Etienne. But... Travis Etienne, I think, is going to be an absolute stud again. I think you're going to see people going, not reaching, but I think Ramondre Stevenson's going to go a lot higher. Last year, he was going in like the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds. I think yeah, he's a good... this year, he's definitely in the top three. In the first I feel three like rounds. if Cup is healthy again, you could take him in the top five. Jefferson should be in the top five. Chase should probably be in the top five. What Running back sucked last year. They were like fucking awful. Kamara, garbage. Yeah. Garbage. Dalvin Cook, garbage. Oh God, yeah, it was just everybody. Derrick Henry was pretty good, but how how long until he starts to fall off? That's the thing. I think everyone's waiting for Derrick Henry to fall off, but he's like the guy that just keeps on going. He's I also so think if cool. Dallas's only running back is their main back is Tony Pollard, I think you're going to see guys reach for him too. Um, Austin Eckler is another guy I think you consider for top five as well. Yeah, Barkley should still be considered too. I think Barkley's like kind of in that five to ten range because there's so many players ahead of him that you can take. He should go in the first round. Yeah. You yeah. know who's a reach this year, too? Was Gabe Davis. Uh, well, he was supposed to be like this fucking amazing number two receiver, and he, he burned me, too. It was McKenzie. How'd that work out? I was on the Gabe Davis train, too, but I think a lot of people remember that game against Kansas City last year in the playoffs where. Yeah, that's why everyone was like, oh, okay, he's going to be a stud. Yeah. And then I, dra- I drafted him at least one league, and he didn't do anything. I drafted him in a handful of leagues. Gabe Davis. Unbelievable. <laughs> Gay Davis. Wow. Terrible. Um, Terrible. You know what? If you had to describe this football season and it just uh, scripted. Yeah. That did you guys ever see the interview with Jason Kelsey on opening night where he basically was like, this one asked him was like, what was the worst part of your script? He's like, Oh, and uh Roger scripted for me to tear my ACL back in 2012. <laughs> yeah, could you there was great memes it was like Deshaun Watson reading last year's script? Like, well, I gotta do what? <laughs> Like Brock Purdy reading it, I get to the NFC champion and I have to tear it. What the what the hell is it? Like so ridiculous. I still don't know if Arian Foster was trolling or if he's like a CTE crazy person. I think he's, he's, he's an idiot. He, I he's, legitimately am not sure. Because there was one like other Larry player. Johnson. 
Larry yeah, Johnson. Larry Johnson was the other guy who like he seemed like he was dead serious. It's like it's it's you think the entire league of how many people are on a team, 50 something? You think yeah. hundreds of people shut their mouth, nobody leaks any nobody talks about anything, just you. It's like imagine them going to it's like Brees Hall weeks. It's like week seven. It's like all right. So by the way, I know you're having a great rookie season, but uh, you're going to tear your ACL. We need you to tear your ACL. Yeah, exactly. Zach Wilson, you're a top draft pick, but guess what, buddy? Your comeback story is in about a decade. But you get to sleep with your uh, mom's friend or whatever it is. It's like all right, cool. I'm down. Mormons are interesting people. Um, That's for sure. It's even like Sterling Shepard too. Hey Sterling, so week three, you're going to run this route, plant your leg a funny way, and then you're just going to have your knee explode on you. Okay, he skips to the back. He's like, why am I cheerleading for so many weeks? Oh, you have to tear your Achilles or your ACL. I just got hurt, damn it. Uh, Poor guy. (laughs) There's some guy in a few years in the NFL, like, uh, I forgot who he was talking to. I think it was Jim Cornette, though. The guy, still real to me, damn it. You're going to see football fans like that in like five years. Why do you watch the NFL? It's subscripted. Still real to me. Damn it. Geno Smith, chapter two. You get your jaw broken, skips a few chapters. You go around the league for like six years. You get really angry people. Oh, because you replace Eli Manning and then somebody gets fired. What the fuck? For no reason whatsoever. Fuck Geno Smith. Aaron Hernandez. Wait, I so I get a big contract and then I'm going to go murder someone? Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. And then I'm going to hang myself in prison? Cool. Larry Johnson and uh, Aaron Foster need some help. He was on a so basically the podcast where it's from. I know you guys aren't big barstool people, but it was basically a barstool podcast. I think it's called Microdosing. So basically, it's about marijuana and stuff. So I'm pretty sure it's just like a high thought of like, whoa, whoa, man, you know, the NFL is rigged. You know that they hand us the scripts, right? You know that all this stuff happens. It's like, it's, it's what's the podcast called? Microdosing. That segues into Ramey and I's new podcast. It's called Micro Penis. <laughs> we just discuss our absolutely tiny penises when's the next episode of this that rant coming out i don't know we were on a hiatus i was podcasted out for a while yeah we went on like a little winter break we'll figure it out though you kind of got to do that though that's the thing you kind of you got it every day Uh, i'd wake up and be like i don't want to do this let's just let's just skip it this week honestly he He just wakes up every day he's like i don't want to do this (laughs) that's 100 percent true but i don't even know where i don't even know what the last topic we were we were talking about but we'll figure it out something will happen yeah, everyone needs a podcasting break. It's fine. Um, but Matt, since we haven't talked about it much, and Ramey, I'll get your thoughts on this too. Were you guys happy with everything from the Royal Rumble? Or I enjoyed the Royal Rumble. Very few surprises, but they I loved how they had like five or six like really top stars in there. It was like Seamus, Drew, Seth, Cody, Gunther. They were all in the ring at the same time. So I thought that was that was enough for me. I, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, I know a lot of people complain that there weren't a lot of surprises. The, the way that they executed everything so perfectly, even if you knew Cody was going to end up being the winner, they did it so well. Yeah. Like Gunther's a freaking He broke star. the record. That was cool. He had a bunch of stars. And, and the women's ending was really good. I didn't really care for their rumble as much, but I thought the ending was really good. Yeah, the women's then, rumble was kind of – I feel like every – the one – the couple of years that the women's rumble was good were the years <laughs> like last year. Like last year it was a really good women's rumble, but the men's rumble sucked. But this year was the opposite, where it was like, oh, hey, like, it was like the men's rumble was great, but then the women's rumble was kind of eh. But then I feel like, too, with the rumble, at first I was like, why the fuck are the men opening? But then eventually you realize with what happened at the end, and I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand. My only change I would have had, though, is I would have had Cody come out at, like, you know, 26 or 27, 28. Number 30 is now the winning spot in the Royal Rumble. It broke the record. It was was 27 27, for a while. Yeah, they have five guys that won it now. And it's very yeah. rare to end the show without the uh, Royal burgers Rumble, and fries. So, and they did a yeah, five guys, burgers and fries. So it was 
back-to-back years, it was Cody and Lesnar. Then it was Triple H in 16. And then before that, it was like two years in a row, Taker and then Cena in 07, 08. But it's very rare to close the show without the Rumble, and it was it was perfect. Yeah, I mean, the, the match, perfect. Roman and it KO, it was, it was a fine, you know, it was you what you expected. The ending, though, was like chef's kiss. It, like, you, you could not have done that better. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then, like, I was happy with, like, obviously the whole, like, Cody stuff. They're going to run with it. Um, and then the women's rumble. I kind of wish it was Rhea versus Bianca because those are two women I like. But if Rhea beats Charlotte and uh, just she's got to beat Charlotte, she owes she her has one. To. She yeah. has to. Bianca needs to get her ass kicked by Oscar. So I want to take that. Yeah, I think that's the that's the way to go for that one. But then my only other thing with that is just where do you like? I don't know what else to do for me. Like my only other thing for Mania I ask is now that I know they're doing the mixed tag match at Elimination Chamber, which by the way I'm not attending, even though it is in Montreal. Um, where do you do with Edge? Do you just do a singles match with Balor, or do you move off the Judgment Day program after? To be quite honest, he can go away. I don't think I've, I'm. He does nothing that's entertaining anymore. I could care less. I, I about think Edge. you get Edge Balor singles match at Hell in a Cell. That's what I think happens at yeah. Hell in a Cell at Mania. In, in Hell in a Cell at Mania is what I meant. Their that's feud's not even hot enough to do that. He was there's, gone there's for so weeks. long. Yeah, but there was he was gone for so long, and then he came back, and I was like, "Why do I care about this? Like, I, I who cares? Just go to AEW and wrestle Christian again." You f- like, I just I'm over Edge. I don't need him. I'm over Rey Mysterio. It's it's sad because Dom is actually funny now. At least he still can't wrestle for shit. He still can't you know, talk for shit. But when he's talking about prison, that's actually pretty <laughs> prison. Funny. Dom is the best. That's Dom so funny. I just like I look at him, and I'm just like. There's just something about him that just comes off as annoying, which is his he is a, yeah, it's a hair, it's the haircut, it's but terrible it's also haircut. his terrible weird mullet. But at the same time, too, I love how he's literally wearing a five hundred dollar flannel and acting like a complete gangster. Like you should have him, yeah. like you know, like a like a cheap ripped flannel you can grab from like Target or Marshalls yeah. or something like that. You know, every two seconds when he's saying if mommy's here and he's talking about mommy, like it just it it makes him look a weak little bitch, which is hysterical. But it also makes Rhea look just absolutely amazing. It's I do, it's, I do like Judgment Day though. Do they do a ladder match for uh, basically Dominic doesn't have to be Ray's father or any or Ray's uh, kid anymore? Emancipation at what yeah. twenty something already? Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they do with Edge, and I don't really care to be honest. There's two nights you can throw him in a match with freaking I don't know fucking uh, who are the Los Lotharios or whatever the hell they are. Just put him in a two on one match with them for all I care. I just <laughs> do not care about Edge at all. Oh, tell us how you really feel. Um, the one match I am excited for, if it does happen, is uh, I almost said Seth Paul, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul, which I assume that's the way they're going to go down. I, bet, I wonder if Seth is like, what am I doing with this fucking guy? Like, why do but I have you, to be put in this match? But you know, it's going to be amazing. It should be. But Seth is probably like, I could do so much more. But has Seth ever had a bad Mania match, though? I don't think so. He hasn't. I don't has know Seth if ever had a bad match. match. A lot of guys. Oh, AJ Styles still has to come back. What uh, what is he going to do? Is he gonna is he gonna be back in time? I think he may be a night after return. They have so many people, they should just start doing like a four-night WrestleMania. Or do what Wrestle Kingdom did. They had their one show and then three weeks later is night two. Like what the fuck is that? I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I yeah. hope I really can't wait to see what they do with Sammy. I don't think they're gonna put a title on him. So it doesn't look like did you see that they reportedly wanted to have Rock and Roman for a title and then they were gonna have Cody just introduce a new title for him when he won. Yeah, I saw that, which didn't like, make sense. It just give me two to just split the 
fucking titles. Like I rage about it every week. We don't need one title. You need two titles. Sammy deserves a title. Did Griff just leave? I did He's not leave. Good. No, I just have to do something. Uh, I just have to quickly. You can't wait till after the podcast to touch yourself. You know, you do this now. You know what? Let's talk about Sammy Zayn's getting me all uh, hot and bothered. Like he so. deserves to be. He deserves to be the okay. one who wins the universal title. Let Cody win the the world title, and then fucking. If you wanted to do it, you could have Roman wrestle both nights, beat Sammy the first time, and then drop it to him at SummerSlam. Obviously, you're not going to have Roman lose both nights. But I feel like at the second that Roman loses to Cody, because let's be he's losing he's losing at Mania to Cody. Roman's going Better. away for a while. He's going to go away for a while. I feel like then you can be... have him lose to both, or you have him lose um, lose to Cody night one, and then have him and Sammy main event night two. Everyone thinking, oh well, he lost already, so Sammy can win, and then he beats Sammy. And then you could have him at SummerSlam because I don't think you're gonna have him lose him twice. But also, night. you could put the titles on Cody, which they're gonna do, and they they keep talking about how both belts are gonna be on the line. Cody can then start defending each title individually, like they're having they, Usos do with the tag titles. Have him care. lose because somebody cheated. I don't care what he does. Split the titles up and give me my winged eagle back. <laughs> give it like- to me. Or I feel like he just makes that one title like the night after. Like remember how Cena did it? Like when he won at twenty one, where he introduced the and spinner. Then, like I think it was what like a week after WrestleMania. Do that, but then you need the you need two titles. Cody can be like, we don't need to do this anymore. I appreciate this, but I, this is the title I've wanted. Have a tournament for the, the Universal Title for all. I or give Adam Pierce some heat and be like, you're a Raw superstar. This is the title that's on Raw. SmackDown has a tournament for the new title. Boom, done. Anything. Yeah. Just split the titles, and then Roman can take as much deserved time off. But I feel like they're doing Sammy in Montreal just for the pop. I just think the fact that Sammy is so hot right now with the crowd is just like kind of gasoline on the fire. You know, People it's think they're like... going to turn on Cody, and I don't really think so. No, I don't think like, they are. They like Cody just like I'm all – I've been on Sammy Zane's fucking ass for like 10 years now. But like I'm still – Cody should be the WWE champion. He, he should be real <laughs> – Matt, I'll always remember running at 8 a.m. in the morning to go meet Sami Zayn at Access. I'll remember that was that one of the best things ever. That was so yeah. awesome. That was yeah. one of the highlights of Access, just meeting Sami, talking about my fucking devil's tattoo for no reason. <laughs> the the two loudest pops that are going to happen at Elimination Chamber is going to be Sami's entrance, and then after the match when he's getting beat down and Kevin Owens returns to save him, and they hug. They're yeah, going to hug from, he's from Mary. He's from Maryville. They don't like Maryville in Montreal. Hey, it's going to get booed. It's going to be a huge pop, and it's going to be amazing. Sammy Can better not tear, tear his fucking shoulder like he did last time in Montreal. Oh, we too hyped. That was a goddamn disaster. And he better come out to his old... As good as his theme is now, he better <laughs> go back to Worlds Apart and just... because I Oh, my God. I, I just... I got to turn my camera off just thinking about it. I'm getting <laughs> excited. But question for you. Uh, I'm not sure if it's how far it is for Rami, but for Matt. Are you guys going to SmackDown Friday night? No, no. I, I thought about it, but the prices were like it was, it was more than a, like I don't know. I just have don't really didn't really. Yeah, have I, any I was looking going. at it's like two hours for me. I was looking oh. at prices. They're like four or five hundred dollars. I'm like, no, 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 not not worth it. Come on, you're rich. You should pay. I'll I'll go. I'll go. Not worth it. I I keep wanting to, and I'm just like every time it comes around, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll get the next one. So I just yeah, wanted to ask just because I yeah. saw like hey Mohegan and stuff like that. And I know I, I thought go... about I thought about going with Randy, but. Why aren't you going to Elimination Chamber? Me? Montreal's not that close to Toronto, is it? It's a couple S- hours, right? Six-hour drive. Yeah. That's, that would be like that's if we, we're going to Buffalo. Uh, yeah, which is 90 minutes for me. If Elimination Chamber was in Buffalo, I'd 100% be going. Uh, it's also the matter of just the ticket prices as well. Like, I would have probably tried to get good seats and, like, 
If good. I was coming though, I, for just for Sammy. Oh my god, I might go. To, you want to go to? You want to go? Let's go. Come on. All right. But here's the thing though, because which makes it kind of like not FOMO, but kind of like oh man, I wish I'd gone. Because Thursday night they're doing that Undertaker one man show, then Friday night SmackDown, and then I, Saturday's I Elimination Chamber. Is that about his career and his life? I think he just goes on and just shoots. Or is he going to talk maybe? about fucking like right wing rhetoric? I think it's him just basically going on. About he comes out with a blue last banner shirt on. Yay, cops! <laughs> Stop ruining my childhood, asshole. Kane's already doing that. <laughs> well, Matt, you, you, we have to talk about that TikTok I sent you yesterday, where the guy basically comments everything on Kane. Oh yeah, Ramey tagged me in that, and I saw the tag when you sent me that post. He was like, "Oh god, the guy that comments on like Kane's yeah yeah Facebook posts." Didn't you? Oh, that was Triple H who raped a a corpse. But didn't yeah, you murder uh, your girlfriend? And didn't you murder your uh, entire family? Shit like that. That was fucking hysterical. You think Kane is reading that? <laughs> He's like, stamp fucking trolls. I thought you could control fire. I'm the mayor of Knox County. Damn it. I hate that guy. Oh, but no, um, no. But elimination chamber, like out of the question. I assume you're not going to Mania either, unless like you. I highly doubt. I do need to go on vacation. I, I have so much vacation time. I need to do something. And SummerSlam's in Detroit, so like I don't want to go to Detroit. See, for me, to do there. For me, that's easy because it's a four-hour drive. Yeah, I know, but there's nothing Detroit to do there. Now. Like Nashville would have been great if I went last year. Detroit, you're literally going for the show. Yeah, like I probably would Which, drive like Friday night and then go Saturday. If you're gonna go to Saturday. if you want to go to SummerSlam, I would totally go because I need to take some vacation time. I'll let you know because the so, other thing about I'll SummerSlam totally be that, down for that. It's a long weekend for me too. I'm off the Monday because it's a holiday. So what holiday? Boxing Day? Uh, civic holiday. I don't know what that is, but that sounds like a pretty sweet move. That is. And the other thing too with that, I have to check this out right now because obviously we know baseball is right around the corner as everyone's excited for pitchers and catchers to report. That's insane. Eight days, baby. Eight days for the Yankees. Eight freaking days. Ten days or 12 days until uh, position players have to report. First games in 18 days. That's ridiculous. The best thing about SummerSlam too is that the Detroit Tigers are also home that weekend. And where their stadium is, oh. is literally across the street from Ford Field. I feel like we might have to do this, Griff. If Al- even if Alex isn't on board, that would be actually kind of fun. Yeah, because if I- you could go to if you go to a Tigers game and then the show, because the show is on a Saturday, right? Yeah, or even if we go to a Tigers game on the Sunday. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, because one thing I was gonna say too is because I know Ramey flies new- now, so he can come to these things. Ooh, and also didn't sure. Ray- didn't you go to WrestleMania twenty three? Yeah, I went to WrestleMania in uh, Detroit. Yeah, how hammered did you get to get on the flight? That was when we first um, met. Was that 2007? Yes. yes. Yeah, that was the like, first WrestleMania I, I that was remember watching. March. Live. We we met in January of 07. I was like, yeah, we only knew you got me a program. Like That's crazy. WrestleMania 23. That was a good one. Do you know who the Tigers are playing? Tampa. That weekend. I'm going to say Tampa? Yep. Is it Tampa? It is Tampa. I'm just waiting for Raymond to confirm. It's Boston. Is, is it? Is it really bought? Wait, what? It's Boston. The some wait, what? I just, I, I don't know. I don't. When is SummerSlam weekend? Tampa. It's Tampa. Saturday, August fifth. Could you it's imagine August if it was the 5th. Yankees? If it was the Yankees, I would have bought my tickets to SummerSlam now. They play Tampa the fourth, fifth, and sixth, and then they play Minnesota. That's not bad. I would go to that. That'd be fun. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm. I think we should seriously consider doing that. 
I think we should too. It's been I've never met Ramy before, and it's been five years. I also oh, looked it up. Ramey, there's no chance, one percent uh, chance Ramy goes. I would definitely consider doing it. How far was the drive, Matt, for the national? By the way, for you, it's fucking terrible. I'm never doing that. It was like ten hours to Chicago. Oh, because it's the same thing for Detroit. I looked it up. Just the the town that came up when I was snapping you earlier, and I did that to uh, Detroit to Ford Field, and it literally said like ten and a half hours. Let's see, Chicago. Oh, geez, that was Chicago was like almost. It was 13 hours. Yeah, that was fun in theory, and then not not fun executing it. Especially on the way on the way there, it's like you're all pumped up and excited. You're like, you can get through it. Going back, driving 13 hours after you already did all the fun stuff, no way. Yeah, like for me, it's I literally looked it up right now, and it's three hours and 26 minutes for me. That's not bad. It's only eight hours for me. You want to go? It's like an hour and 20 minute flight too. And I, plus two, there's a really nice Marriott right downtown as well, Matt. I could drive two Ramies. We could fly together and be in Detroit. What's the airport you do, LaGuardia? Or I don't know where Ramy would go. Maybe I'd have like a fucking weird Poughkeepsie. I do have a, I do have two weird airports near me. I'm not sure if they do direct flights to Detroit. If not, it would probably be um, Westchester and White Plains would be probably the. We could have a layover do. in like Orlando or some shit. Well, listen, like when I had to do a flight for work that they wanted me to do, I was supposed to go to Georgia. And the way that the flight worked was I was going to have to fly from New York to Florida, have like a four hour layover, then fly back up to Georgia. I was like, this is the dumbest thing <laughs> on the so Stupid. Can I parachute out when you're going over Georgia? Like it makes no sense. Fucking DB Cooper over here. Yeah. That's, that's fucking weird. That would piss me off. I just went past my destination to sit here for four hours to go back up North. No, and like in, in two weeks, I'm supposed to go to Virginia, and they were like, "Oh, you should fly." I'm like, "Well, it's two hours to the airport that has a direct flight, and it's an hour and a half flight. I'm literally a three hour drive from where yeah. you guys are going. I'll see you there." Like, yeah, really? That I would drive. Yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting Virginia is so close to uh, New York. Yeah, that's not far. Yeah. Well, Matt, at least it's not like me asking you to drive the distance you did for the Rumble in 2016. Oh, but that was. I mean. We did that in one night because we're insane. I was I up for literally almost two full days. I just remember you say, I feel drunk. It was I was so tired. And then we had to sit through a four-hour NXT taping where we saw Elias three times. This was before Elias was cool. Three times. <laughs> and I worked a full day, stayed yeah. awake for five hours after I got home. We left at like midnight. 18-hour drive, four-hour NXT show. Finally getting to bed, can't fall asleep. <laughs> Makes no sense. I, I would like do it again in a heartbeat, though. Meeting, seeing AJ debut, that was that was a hell of a trip, and it was fucking like forty degrees in Orlando too. Oh, really weird. God. Um, the only thing that would probably be the chair on top is like you know what I was saying earlier from Montreal, they're doing SmackDown the night before. Like yeah. if they were doing SmackDown the night before in Detroit, because I know sometimes they should do that. That was sometimes fun. they don't. Like I could see them doing like SmackDown like Cleveland or Pittsburgh, just yeah. cities that are close by. But if they did, oh, if they, did they double, would do Raw too. Or since Sunday's no show, they probably can go somewhere else. Yeah, but pro- or what I think they'll probably end up doing, or the best one, which I thought of right now because it's a close drive. Imagine if they did like SmackDown on Friday night in Toronto, and then Saturday they did the Rumble. So then you guys come here, and then we all drive to Detroit together. I think I'm going to request that fucking weekend off. And even if we don't go, just take it anyway. We'll have so, to talk about it. I Obviously, think we should did, definitely did come do out that, today. Yeah. I think it came out yesterday, no? What? You did? Yeah, yesterday. 
Oh, I mean, I came out years ago. Um, <laughs> Perfect. The news about the Rumble, though. The Rumble. Fuck. The uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Summer yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Piven would say. Yeah. SummerFest. Yeah. So I'm assuming tickets are not on sale yet. So yeah. we still have time. But I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm already like 70, 80 percent. Like, yes, I want to do that. Yeah. It just seems like so. kind of how you guys were saying for WrestleMania next year, how it's just it's too close to pass up. That's the thing with me where I'm oh, just this, like, yeah. There's no chance I'm going to miss Philly, especially for 40 when I miss 30. Yeah. So we can get a hotel up there anyway, and I can drive and have a car. Yeah. Yeah. Me, it's going to depend on where I'm at because I'm looking to buy a house in the next year. So we'll see what happens. See what happens there. Yeah. Tickets for SummerSlam go on sale Friday, April 14th. April 14th. So we got plenty of time. Yeah, we we got we got two months. We got a lot of time. But that's the only thing, though. Like, I feel like because the Raw I went to last year, I got spoiled by my good seats where I'm like, fuck, I would love to spend the money and do that. But at the same time, too, I don't want to go and spend a thousand dollars for a floor seat yeah that's also plus it's if you're gonna do wrestlemania 40 that's pretty close to that so it's like i would go and try to get like decent seats but also God, depends last, on what i'm gonna do for wrestlemania 40 the last show i went to was that was takeover 25 in bridgeport oh yeah that was a good time ramey fucking splurged for us that was the only time i'll ever sit that close those tickets are ridiculous <laughs> Like, yeah, it, and that's yeah it's even for some shows on Ticketmaster, aisle seats cost more i'm like are you fucking serious yeah they do that where it's like uh they do that where it's like aisle seat offer and then the aisles are more but i fucking hate that aisle seats are pro and con though because i feel like with the aisles like it's good but at the same time too you gotta like literally stand up for like I everyone know. That but i like by. having the extra like room where i can like stick my leg out in the aisle or whatever and i can get out whenever i want to but yeah, like I'll sit at the aisle for the Devils game every fucking puck stop. Oh, can I get a buy? Can I get by? Can I get? Jesus Christ! By the way, Matt, I know you. Were... Did you listen to my Eagles episode? I I text. Funny enough, I texted Bobby. I was like, if uh, we got to go to another game, and if they make the playoffs, we we got to go to a playoff game. He's like, I don't know if I can do that for for, for reasons. And I'm like, I sent him the fucking Jim Moore gift. I was like, playoffs? Oh, come on, it's the playoffs. And then he sent me the sonogram, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was about to say because that was an exclusive announcement on uh thing, and as soon as you said Don um sonogram, I thought of that Chris clip from Family Guy where it's like following Mrs. Donovan by Chris yeah. Griffin. The funny thing is his wife didn't even know until she listened to the podcast. That's how she found out. <laughs> you weren't kidding though, like seats in like the upper bowl are going for like a hundred bucks for SmackDown. It's insane. Yeah, it's very weird. It's so I overpriced. Why. But I love yeah. going to the casino because you can just hang out in the lobby and see people. That was the best part, hanging out with Randy and just chilling in the lobby seeing fucking neville be a dick like yeah we get it you're a heel but you can be normal to be a jackass yeah so like for elimination chamber the only seats that are left are floor seats and the cheapest one is 589 a ticket and to sit row three or row two it's going to cost you 715 dollars. yeah those fucking uh, not worth it like i spent 200 bucks when i went to raw last summer and it was i was second on the floor and that was awesome like i'd spend that in a heartbeat like even if we did SummerSlam this year if we spent like somewhere between i don't know three and five i would i would do that easily but i like what did we pay what did you pay for nxt i think there were like 500 a seat like yeah it was like normal people fucking afford that like i can afford that it's just that's a lot to drop for fucking one event yeah but it was so much fun sitting that close yeah, that's the thing. It's just it's there's nothing like it. But then again, when you look at all the super fans that do it, you're like, how do you afford this all the time? I, I don't get that. The stupid smiley guy. Like, ha- not only how do you afford it, how do you get the seats? How do you even get those? Like, seriously? I think everyone says like, you know, oh, like we it's just luck of the draw. But in reality, no, you're dropping the big box for that. And I imagine 
when they do the travel packages, they probably recognize the same people. So they're always like, you know what? Hey, give, just give them roll one and stuff like that. It's probably like travel package goes on sale at like 12 o'clock. Like by 12 o'clock at like 45 seconds, their tickets are purchased. I wonder how much Vic paid for his rumble tickets. Cause I guarantee you he couldn't see the ring, but he had perfect spot for pictures right on the ramp. But like he, he can't see any of the show. So I'd rather sit where Brock Lesnar guy sat because he was like, okay, he had the perfect picture angle, but then he could also see the ring. I'd rather be able to see. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're desperate to get in and it's like a last minute thing, it's fine. But like, but my my best, I still think the best seats I've ever had for a show was WrestleMania 33, just because of the circumstances behind it, Matt. Oh, yeah. The free upgrade. Yeah. Besides it being hot as balls out. That that was the, oh, God. And then I couldn't even go to the bathroom during the, uh, who was it? Pitbull, because the yeah. line for the bathroom was like a mile long. I, I do miss going to WrestleMania every year. That was just I st- every time I listen to Jeff Hardy's band, I'm like, oh, I'm International Drive or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Fucking played that song six million times. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, good times. But this is you still know, a Super Bowl episode, right? Yes, this is. But you know what? We can go off the rails. It's my show, guys. Remember, YWC is in the yeah. title for a fucking reason. Um, but I want before we get to the game because obviously I think I know who you guys are gonna want who you guys are picking to win. I want to ask you something. The referees? No, well, no. Before that, before that, it's Roger Goodell's press conference today. But he said State of the Union for the NFL. Yeah, the State of the Union for the NFL. I want to get your guys' thoughts on when he said Monday Night Football flexing is going to become a thing, but potentially could lead into Thursday night. Because if you're asking me, I don't like Thursday night flexing. I think you're going to fuck someone over that way, and that's where injuries can occur, where it's like, yeah, in two weeks, you're going to have a short week again. But I think football isn't good at all. I think Thursday night football, you just leave it as is. The teams that play in it, play in it. And it's like, you know what? It's just, it is what it is. But then Monday night football flexing, I think you also credit Russell Wilson for that as well, because we learned this year that you don't put hype teams on Monday night football and primetime, you put the good teams on there. I don't think any of those primetime games have been any good. Every It felt like every Thursday night game was awful. And of course, they have a short week. It's, it's not going to be good. Yeah, like the only memorable Thursday night games I remember off the top of my head was the first one between the uh, Chargers and Chiefs and then the Rams-Raiders game with Baker Mayfield just because of the comeback. But besides that, like, Thursday night football was nothing special this year at all. But I I love how – Then you get the full Sunday to just relax and watch Red Zone. Yeah. I don't mind that. But the one thing I love, too, about the the, – my favorite moment for Thursday night football is still the Colts and Broncos game because it's like – Everyone's bitching about how bad it is, yet everyone's still watching the game. It's football. It's like the you know, it's like the car crash. You you shouldn't yeah. look, but you can't. Or it's like bad pizza. It's still pizza, so I'm gonna go ahead and eat it. Did Let me order a salad from a pizza place. <laughs> Just cut up wedges and throw the whole tomatoes in there, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> What about the really hard part? No, throw that in there. Put it yeah. in a pasta tin and put it on the salad. So the sal- put it on top of the pizza so it's kind of warm. The best part is that's 100% accurate. Hello, every pizza place. Um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Thursday Night Football, it's – Ramey's right. Car. I, I hate when people do that when it's like the east side of a road is like, oh, yeah, there's a car crash. But the west side's blocked because everyone's going, Ugh. but then what do you do when you drive by? Everybody. Everybody. Everyone does it. Everyone's guilty of it. Exactly. But, I mean, yeah. didn't get dealt. So, concussions were up this season, but yeah. he doesn't think we need to cut back on games. He still wants to add more games. So, you don't really give a shit about player safety whatsoever. Games Here's the thing, though. Here's money. the thing. 
I've always said this, that 17 games is a roadmap to 18 happening. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. The only thing I think that's going to come with I think the thing that's going to come with that, though, is is that you at least eliminate one preseason game, potentially add in another bye week, maybe. I would think you would have to have two bye weeks. I think you would have to. Maybe you do one at like the beginning of the season and one like in the middle or towards the end. Are they still at four preseason games or do they knock it down to three? three? I think they're at three. So you think if they add another game, you just like forget three preseason you, games you, just play two. You, you only have four preseason games if you're in that one that's the canton game you know the hall of fame game yeah yeah so if you're the one that so it's like two teams get four and then the other 30 get three um and then playoffs i think eventually are going to go to eight teams yeah i think so they will do why don't you just make it the nba then like in the nhl half the teams get in but here's That's the thing, what though. Well, you see, well, who I saw a TikTok where it was like the seven seed is so much worse than the two seed. Like it's gonna, you're gonna get ridiculous where it's like the eight seed isn't gonna have a shot in hell at beating the ones. The eight seed, like, six and eleven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, do we really need this? Like the Giants deserve to get in. The Seahawks, I guess, but they were so far behind the 49ers. It wasn't even worth having a game. But what I think is gonna happen too is though, I can see a world where we bring back the second place bye. Yeah, and then have three, four, five, six, seven, eight play. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that would be the best way to do it. But then it's but like, even, but this so year though, teams. if you had three versus eight, it would have been Cincinnati versus Pittsburgh. That's a good where game. it's a good Although, game, but I don't think those since it's division, it would, could be close. I mean, the fucking Tyler Huntley fucking almost beat the goddamn Bengals. So you never know with that. But it's like on paper, it's so far and away, not even close. I mean, Vikings and Lions, though, that's the one where I look at it. And I'm like, I don't know. The Li- I think the Lions would have at least Lions would have beaten them by 30. Yeah. Well, the sixth seed has beaten the three seed, like, at least once every year for a while. So that's the usual upset. But I'm sure eventually it'll have – if the league doesn't completely die off, it'll go to 18 games. And I, I, I don't – I didn't think 17 was necessary, but it's all about money. Yeah, but at the same time, too, I feel like the teams – like the league is making so much money to where it's not going to die off. I think it's as long as they're making money and as long as viewership is happening, the NFL isn't going anywhere. You just see like Roger Goodell fucking doing the hula hoop around the gym for the fucking Benjamins. Like, yeah. I, I knew that was going to fucking pop you. But even like the comment today about the referees, like I understand where he's coming from, where he's saying like officiating is an all time best. Clearly, Obviously, it's a problem, but you're not going to go out. You can't go out as a commissioner yeah. and say, you can't go out and chastise people. That stuff that's going to happen behind the scenes. It's like if you Could've, see, it's like Matt, like you and your days in retail, where you know if an employee fucks up on the spot, the manager's not going to give them shit in public. No, the manager's going to give them shit behind closed doors. Yeah, it's depending on the manager. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, but like he could have at least been like, "There's always room for improvement." Say something like yeah. that. Yeah, but, but here's they're, the thing, they're fucking terrible. Like, yeah, it was terrible. Like, it was awful this year. Like, look, I, I had my gripes with at least a few officials during games, most notably no. Cap and Ron Torbert. Yeah, I know. That's one of my it's one of my gimmicks. I bitch about NFL refing. Um, but the other thing too with it is is you can make these guys full time, but if they're full time officials and then they still fuck up, you can't be going, Oh, well, you know, they're not full time referees anymore. So I still think they're never gonna have full time officials because for seven months of the season, how are you gonna pay them? The only thing I think you need to make them do is I, I maybe, think they can find some some money. Yeah, then like the eight billion dollars of revenue. Yeah, but here's the thing: though, it's like train you, them better. I don't know. It's like you know like how that. last year with the PGA Tour, 
how like oh hey pay was always an issue but then live came around and the pj was like oh hey we have like now we have money yeah hey we have like 200 i think it was like 200 million or 20 million it's one of those it's a very obscure number where it was like hey we have all this rainy day money we can give the golfers yeah it's interesting to say just oh hey we're gonna give you money to play in the tournament and then if you win you can make more money yeah so it's like with the nfl officials it's like out of nowhere hey they can do that i was looking at it they also aren't turning a profit though yeah i mean their profit was like next to nothing yeah, but meanwhile, the NFL, they still are, like, because that's the one thing with the NFL, too, is that they never lost money from COVID. Like, there was yeah, the one league yeah. where COVID never affected them. They didn't really have to pause seasons, move multiple games around. Obviously, they do some shuffling in 20 and 21, but then but 22. They always, they always had some fans. Like, I don't think they played in front of nobody. I think they were at least, like, half. Yeah, but even still, like, I know some games were empty stadium, but you were still at a lot. Like, I know Dallas, Houston, basically the red states were... <laughs> We're all business. COVID never that. existed. Yeah, it's why it's it's why I always thought too is that why Mania thirty seven and thirty eight were in uh, Texas yeah, but, and Florida because yeah. it's like Vince knew it's like hey those are the places where we can go and like get crowds immediately like as soon as I knew thirty eight was announced I was like if Texas for year, Texas for sure I think Florida just got it because I got fucked for thirty six where it was nobody so I feel like they were like, all right we gotta at least give you a real WrestleMania. And then, of course, they, they were like, oh, well, well, Texas will be open. Who Jerry Jones won't give a shit. He could use his stadium. Fine. Yeah. And then eventually, like, and then so far this year, because it's like, hey, everything's fine. But then we'll wait and see what happens. Um, but, yeah. And then moving on back to the Super Bowl, though. Well, um, actually, Griff, before you get to the ooh. Super Bowl, since we're off the rails, I have an NBA news. Oh, did it go down? The Lakers have finalized a deal to land uh, – Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt in a three-team trade, which has Mike Conley and draft picks going to the Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook and a 2027 first-round pick to the Jazz. All for the Lakers to finish, what, ninth? Probably (laughs) ninth, yeah. Maybe eighth since Steph Curry's out for a few weeks. Like, they can get in. They have no shot of winning a fucking... Does that really make them that much better? The Jazz now have 15 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks through 2029. How pissed do you think Danny Ainge is, though? Because they got off to a red-hot start, so they have no—they have virtually no chance of winning the Wembenyana sweepstakes. He was yep. probably so mad that they were winning. It's like, I did everything I could possibly do for you guys to suck, and you keep winning. But like he's, Washington got 15, Wizards he's got 15 first-round picks to be able to yes. trade up now but if he wants to. How bad is that Rudy Gobert trade? How did he get so much for him? Because the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Timberwolves are the are definition of mid. Fucking idiots. Yep. Oh my God. Could you imagine if Durant actually got traded? They'd be like, here's 30 first round picks in our entire roster here. Like, oh God, Danny Ainge fleeced whoever the GM of the Timberwolves is. I miss wow. Flip Saunders. RIP. No, uh, well, it was, I know Chris Finch is the head coach, but I have no idea who the GM is there. Yeah, if, if you knew who the Timberwolves GM was, I'd just bow to you. Like That's pretty <laughs> impressive. I only know that Chris Finch is the head coach because he left the Raptors when he was Nick Nurse's assistant to go yeah. take the Minnesota job. That's crazy. The general manager of the Timberwolves is somebody named Tim Connolly, who looks like is Sean Mike Payton. Connolly's dad? He looks like Sean Payton uh, on a three-week bender. <laughs> so Kevin James? Not as fat. Not as fat? All right. I was looking at the photos the other day from the Peyton press conference in Denver, and his son literally looks like like a bulkier version of Sean. Well, Kevin James was trending after he got the job. I forgot he played Sean Peyton. I was like, why is, he, why is he fucking trending for no reason? Good question for you, Matt, or both of you. Would you rather watch that movie or 80 for Brady? 
that movie. And, yeah, I'd rather watch Raimi's snuff film than 80 for Brady. <laughs> like, no chance. I'd rather kill myself than watch anything to do with Tom Brady. Like, uh, do you know how much, how annoying it's going to be to have to watch a Fox? Like, if the Giants are on Fox and I have to listen to Tom Brady talk for three hours, like, <laughs> I don't know why Fox gave him a contract. Like, just go away. $375 million or whatever. Or Greg Olson. Greg Olson's not bad, though. No, he's I, not. But, like, he's getting screwed. Tom Brady like, and Kevin Burkhart, like, I don't want to listen to Tom Brady. What if it was Sam Rosen and uh, Tom Brady? I miss Sam Rosen calling football. Dude, as much he's as so I hate good. The, as much as I hate the Rangers, I would sometimes watch the Rangers just to listen to him. Like, he's fantastic. Um, That's because I, I always remember this was a Patriot game in 2014. And because, you know, obviously Fox's uh, NFL lineup gets all shuffled because of baseball. Yeah. Because, like, I think Kevin Burkhart does baseball, right? Yeah. Or he yeah, did. I, I know yeah. he did stuff for the Mets. He used while. to. I think he does like the panel for Fox, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then like that they lose him. Right. And then Joe Davis obviously is the new Joe Buck. Yeah. But I remember because of that, I was it was Sam Rosen and John Lynch. So remember that before John Lynch became manager of the uh 49ers, it was him and Kevin yeah. Burkhart. But when Burkhart was doing baseball, they had him and Sam Rosen. And I just remember listening to that. That's where I fell in love with Sam Rosen. I'm like, I, it's yeah. his voice. He used to Sam call Rosen. a lot of Giants games back in the day. Yeah. Really good. I don't know why he stopped. Maybe he just didn't feel like doing it. Maybe they didn't want him anymore. Or maybe the, the the Rangers just fully committed to him. Fuck the Rangers. All right, let's get to the Super Bowl. Okay. Before we get to the game, I want to ask you guys. Oh. I don't know how big of fans of Rihanna you are, but if you had to pick a song that she starts with for her halftime show, what would you do? The first song of hers that came to my mind was Umbrella. I don't know how many other songs of hers I can name. It's going to be an old song. It's not going to be anything new. It's not going to be that, like, you know, the song that was associated with Black Panther? Umbrella counts then. That could be it. Yeah. What what other other songs? I'm sure I have a ton of my fucking, my music list. I think Umbrella or Please Don't Stop the Music is going to open. I would I would say probably Please Don't Stop the Music. Yeah. You think, doesn't she have a song with Eminem, Monsters? Do you think Eminem will show up? She also has Love the Way You Lie with Eminem. But I, I feel like it's, it's maybe, it's. I think Monster's I think his song, right. by the way. I think you're right. Yeah, I love the way you lie is hers. I don't. Monsters Monsters is his. His. I don't. I don't watch the halftime shows at all. Really? Like, no. I watched the Giants halftime shows, like Tom Petty, and I think it was the Who. It was I Madonna. Those. The rest of them, I just, I just do not care. It was Madonna, Matt. Madonna was the second one because the Who was around that time also. The Who, I think, was the Saints Super Bowl. They used to have some good actual like bands. Now they just. Do have you fun. watch the the commercials though? Yeah. Just a halftime show. I'm like, I, I don't need, I don't need to see this, like at all. Don't care, unless it's like somebody I really like, like a fucking, you know, Tom Petty came back from the dead and played another Super Bowl halftime show. I'd watch that. Tom Petty's hologram doing Super Bowl. Or if like Led Zeppelin reunited and did a halftime show, I'd fuck like hell yeah. But like, I don't need to see Rihanna. Um. All right, and then the only other bet I have that I like that's not football related is I think run first inning. Yeah, definitely. Take the nerfy boys and girls. Uh, no, Chris Stapleton over two and a half, over two minutes and two seconds for the national anthem. I take the over. Yeah, he's in. He's in. He's in. A, hold on to some of those notes for like twenty seconds. Yeah, Luke Bryan also went over two in Super Bowl Fifty One. Sounds good. Isn't there a coin toss like the loser of the coin toss wins or something? That's like every year for the last like ten years. No, the loser of the coin, the winner. No, it's the loser of the coin toss. I think loses the game. Whatever it is. So hopefully, I got to figure that out because then I figure out what to root for. There's that, and then there's the dude on Reddit who apparently has predicted the last 15 Super Bowls wrong every year. Really? Yeah. Have you seen that guy who tweeted in 2016 all the Super Bowls winners? And he's like, 
gotten them right so far, which is scary. But apparently I learned about that guy. He did a bunch of tweets with different winners and then oh. deleted all the and he keeps deleting oh, them. That's, so that's, I think he's fake. Oh, that's bullshit then. Fuck. Hey, that'd be good because he didn't he pick the Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Fuck that. Yeah. So I'm guessing with that being said, I don't even have to ask you guys who do you think's gonna win? I think you know, I I want I'm rooting the Chiefs the, for the to win, Chiefs hard. but I think the Eagles win. I honestly think it's going to be like the Bucks Super Bowl. They're going to kick the shit out of the Chiefs. They're not going to be able to score. They can't protect Mahomes. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a blowout. My only thing is, how are the Chiefs? How is the Chiefs' defense going to stop the RPL? You can't stop the RPL. How are they going to stop anything? You know how healthy is Hurts though. He hasn't really had that's to throw his, the ball that much. That's the only throwing his shoulder. I don't know why he's this is even an issue. He should be fine. So I know I tweeted out "Fly Eagles, Fly!" right after the Chiefs won the please, AFC Championship. Please, 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 please bet the Chiefs. I mean, please, please bet the Eagles. Don't no, bet the Chiefs. idiot. Please bet the Eagles. Please bet the Eagles. <laughs> Jinxed it. Oh. Yeah, please bet, go all in on the Eagles. That'd be the one bet that Griff wins handily. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get so mad. I'm I'm picking the Eagles to win, but here's the thing. Here is the thing. I, I won't be shocked team. if the Chiefs win because God think about it. all those super. Think about all those Super Bowls where it's like when you look at all the like I'm going back to the Tom Brady Super Bowls for obvious reasons. Like look at the Seattle one where Seattle was the better team, but at the end of the day, the better quarterback was Tom Brady. When I look at this game right here, I can see a world where Patrick Mahomes puts the universe on his back and just leads the chiefs to victory. It's either going to be that I think no protection. They're screwed. But I think also the fact that experience, I think matters at some point. Yeah. Andy Reid has been in the Super Bowl before Mahomes well, has is, Kelsey has not it also has the, been a cakewalk for the Eagles. It really has. I don't want to shit yeah. on like the say they didn't do anything, but like they really didn't play anybody. I mean, especially that that freaking 49ers game. I actually legitimately, even Jason Kelsey said he actually felt bad for the 49ers, like during the fourth quarter. Literally had no quarterback. Literally. Like, like they couldn't throw the ball. And but by I the way, it was Jalen Hurts' throwing shoulder that he injured. I honestly it was think not throwing shoulder that he hurt. No, it's his throwing shoulder. Did he get a new injury? No, it's the one that he missed a couple weeks with throwing shoulder. Yeah, I thought, I'm, are you sure? You have to check that. Because yeah, I so thought it was his non Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts sprained his throwing shoulder in a week 15 victory against the Chicago Bears. Because they kept but, saying on the broadcast that it was his non throwing shoulder. Well, they're stupid. But in all or honesty, that article though, is wrong. But in all honesty, though, do you guys really think that the 49ers have a chance if Brock Pur- Pur- Purdy stays healthy? I think I they mean, have was, a chance. Was, they were playing, they were getting handily like beaten and it was only like seven seven that so, that's just the thing i look at though where i'm like i think the game would have been closer but you know where it's I, like i think a game's close but the team won. really doesn't have a shot like the team's never truly in it that's what i think would have happened the Eagles like still would have won but it would have been yeah, nice it, to at least see the 49ers have like a competent fucking quarterback yeah my other thing too with why i think the eagles are gonna win is because i don't think chris jones is gonna have the game he did like he in the afc championship game that's the big thing too i mean the eagles offensive line is terrific Yes. It's gonna it's gonna slow down Chris Jones and the the Chiefs pass rush, but then at the same time, can the Chiefs offensive line protect no. Hurts long enough for him to get Mahomes. the ball out? If the if the Eagles have been playing a lot of man coverage when they played the Giants, when they played the 49ers, they're not going to play man coverage against the Chiefs. They'd be fools to do that. Them playing a zone is going to give Mahomes maybe another half second to be able to get the ball out before he gets murdered. That they play zone though. You could see Kelsey getting open a lot, but I just don't think he's going to have any time. He's going to be like the Bucks. He's going to have to run around on his ass and just 
he won't be able to do anything. Like, so then it's the, it's the Clyde Edwards Alaire show. He's going to win you back, Matt, when he goes is to he, 250 yards. Is he playing? Yeah, they activated him. Why would you waste a roster spot they, on that guy? They took him off IR and activated him and put um, Hardman on the IR. Is Andy Reid's like drunk driving idiot son is a better running back than oh fucking Clyde. What a waste of a spot. <laughs> like, seriously, that guy's garbage. But here I'll send you a thousand dollars if he has uh if he wins MVP. But do you want to know what a, a if you want a high value bet to make on FanDuel? Clyde Edwards alert touchdown is at plus one thousand right now. I could totally see them being at the one yard line and for no reason they give the ball to him. Because Pacheco totally is plus one thirty five and McKinnon is plus one seventy five. So but realistically, how how much are you gonna really play, Clyde? Like, come on. He hasn't played. Dude, in like, I would take a shot at the. I would take a shot at plus a thousand. You should. I don't. I don't bet anymore because I lost all my money. But you should put a bet on it. At least put like five bucks on it. I, well, that's, that's the thing. That's worth it. That's the thing I might do is because if you put five dollars down on FanDuel and Gronk makes that kick, you get a twenty dollar uh, sportsbook bonus. That's that whole program is so fucking weird, dude. Those it's commercials literally are everywhere. subliminal messaging to get people to sign up for FanDuel. Well, I, I feel like he has to make the kick, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like a twenty yard kick. It's not gonna be like a. It's not gonna be like yeah, he has to do like a Justin Tucker sixty yard. Yeah, but I could see Gronk just like shanking it, being awful at it. But like, you think that's scripted? But is he doing it live, or are they gonna show everything pretending that it's live? I think it's live. We're going to Gronk live, and it's like he's in different clothing than he was wearing earlier. (laughs) And it's like, oops, sorry. I think it's like thirty one seventeen Eagles. Sadly, so I would say thirty one twenty seven Chiefs. Oh wow, you're picking the Chiefs, even though you just said you thought the Eagles I, were gonna win. 24 to 24 to 20 Eagles. But I also like the under for this game. I don't think it's gonna be as high like a high scoring, like crazy affair. If it's high scoring, it's gonna be from the Eagles. I don't I think Mahomes is gonna be running for his life, sadly. I, I hope it's, it's I hope it's the opposite of the Tampa that game. Ankle? That's true. He'll just fall down Eli style. Oh, sack. Nope, I'm not getting hit. Smart. Well, I mean, Asante Samuel could have also caught that interception. That's neither here nor there. It's not, yeah. It's That's something true. only Patriots fans are bitter about more than the Tyree Helmet catch was because when Asante Samuel ever comes after the team, that's literally what every like he'll like because he had a better exit for the Patriots. So whenever he shit talks them, literally everyone just goes at him for that dropped interception. I mean, Bill Belichick can only spy enough, and if you don't, if you don't make the catches, like they knew the play, I'm sure, and if you don't make the catch, I don't know what to tell you. Bill cheated his way into getting the perfect position to interception, and he fucked it up. Was uh was Akeem was Akeem Hicks on that team or just Super Bowl forty six? No, he got drafted a couple of years after that. Okay, so also um, that was Lorenzo's video cameo appearance by Hakeem Hicks in what twenty thirteen? Oh man, I don't even know what year that was. We started that channel in twenty eleven, so right around twelve or thirteen. I think it was I after the Super Bowl. I remember so, you guys yeah, went to Wendy's after it. We went to Wendy's before that. Oh, before. Oh, Baconator. Oh, yeah. Mikey got his ass kicked in NHL. <laughs> I remember that. And my other memory was the McRib before he went to a SmackDown in Bridgeport. Oh, yeah. It was, they were supposed to. And the West one in Westport was like, yeah, you buy one, you get one free. And then they didn't do that in the fucking rest stop. So Mikey had to pay for an extra one. And Alex was like, that's nah, fine. I'm like, it's better than fine. It's so good. Oh, McRib. Rest Can I ask you case. another question, Matt, about fast food quickly? No. When was the last time you had Taco Bell? What was the last or, time I had Taco Bell? Or their chicken wings. I actually, that was the last time I had a couple weeks ago. They're actually pretty good. They're just like this big. They're like very small and they give you like six. But the flavor was actually really good. 
whatever their seasoning was. Yeah, it wasn't actually that bad. Have you seen their like box? It's like a game day box, and it's enough food for like one person. Let me pull this up. Hold on. I <laughs> because I remember when I was in Boston a few months ago, literally every commercial I saw was Pete Davidson advertising their breakfast. Their breakfast is good, but they're like, oh, it was too complicated. Fuck you, no, it wasn't. You had some good shit on there. This is their ultimate game day box for $27. It's like eight wings, a Mexican pizza, and like four tacos. Like I could polish that off in an afternoon. How is that enough for like a party? That's that's an appetizer for one. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's four tacos, wings, and then a Mexican pizza for $27. Fuck out of here. But yeah, the wings aren't that bad, actually. And I also realize this, too, that I haven't spoken to either. Well, I haven't really spoken about this that much, but to either of you. But when I was in New York back in the summertime, when I went to a Yankee game, I went to the Taco Bell right near Yankee Stadium. The cantina? Yeah. And a Baja Blast with vodka tastes very good. <laughs> That's such a cool concept, to be honest. Taco Bell where you can get shit-faced. Well, have you heard about the one in Vegas where you can get married? Yeah, that's where I'm going to get married. That doesn't surprise me. That does not surprise me. You want to know what you get? I think I know what you can get for that. I'm going to read it to you guys. Let me just look it up. Does the Taco Bell Chihuahua, has he come out and actually do this? He probably died 20 years ago. I think think that dog did die like 20 years ago. Did you almost call it It? Yes, I did. I I think It died. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Uh, it died in 2009. It died. <laughs> it died. Such a Gidget. Death. It was named Gidget. Gidget? Died on July 21st, 2009 at the age of 15 after having suffered a stroke. That sucks. Are you talking about the dog or Jerry Lawler? Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did anyone see the weird photos of like Jimmy Hart reading to him in the hospital? To the no, dog. I didn't. Yeah. And Wait, basically, it was... it was so weird. So it came from Jerry Lawler's account, but it's like definitely not Jerry Lawler. It was the weirdest thing ever. I'm going to sh- I'm gonna show you. from the grave? Oh, he's not dead yet. Sorry. No. He's taking out two. Two and a half this time. Because uh, what's the update? Is he like talking or is he like going to have like half a face, like Bell's palsy style? Jim Ross said that he talked to him. So he's apparently talking. He's supposed yeah. to make like a full recovery now. Oh, that's good. He's so never going to die. He suffered a massive stroke on Monday. He's now recovering in a Fort Myers, Florida hospital. His speech yeah. is limited, but with rehabilitation, will regain in a full recovery. But it's from his account. You want to know what? Basically, like, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh you want to know? You want to know what a piece of shit Ramy is? I think he was the one who told us about this. And his first thought is, why does he have a parking lot in his house? He said he was outside of his house in the parking lot, and he goes, "Why does he have a parking lot?" Like that's what piece of shit you are. Not concerned for his health at all. You're wondering why he has a uh, parking lot in his house. Like you're showing him <laughs> stuff like this. Uh, <laughs> God. Oh, I'm going to hell. That, that is a valid question. Though. Where was he? What house does he have with a parking lot? Maybe uh, the person that said it meant driveway, but said parking lot for some reason. But that's the only thing I read in that. Do you know his address? Can we like fit Google Maps this shit? Maybe he's just got like a ten. 10- car fucking parking lot but you know the funny thing so so i'm looking at all the people sending him well wishes and there's a bunch of wrestlers and then kendra lust in there oh hey she's a big wrestling fan though not that i know who that is no i would never had i have no idea who was that was that an astronaut uh i think she was in the challenger 
I think she, yeah, she's, uh, I think she's a model. She keeps posting. Uh... She's an aerobic athlete, I think. Oh, yes. Okay. Do you know I the guys from the Daily Innovation? He's wearing a Royal Rumble hat. Yeah. <laughs> he just has that. Was it this year's Rumble or like the 95 Rumble? This year's. It's pretty sweet. They, just, they sent that to him as a get well soon gift. Vince was like, here you go. Here you go, pal. Griff, are you friends with the uh, Daily Intermission guys? Uh, no, but I know. Because I yes. miss Nate. One of the guys left, and now it's just not the same. No. You should have applied to be the second guy. You could give the clues and guess the athlete. Oh, I know. Ex- yeah, I will. Oh, I gotta look that up. Ramey applied and got oh. rejected immediately. Oh, here's the email. Yeah, you can register for uh, tickets for SummerSlam right here. Uh, yeah, so I'll register for pre-sale. Yeah, do that and then send that to me. So I'll, I'll do it. Nobody, nobody checked the private chat. Oh, damn, I did. You wrote penis. Yeah, you saw it. Okay. Yeah, I saw <laughs> it. Don't worry. I was, I was, I was looking at because sometimes, like, if I'm <laughs> you said that hour and twenty minutes ago, Griff's yeah. delivery. Yeah, uh, you, you said penis. Well, well, no, because when you people like have to go or something like that, they'll always write in there being like, "Oh, hey, gotta go." Yeah. Something like, I, like I always pay attention because inside here, I have comments, I have banners, I have brand, I have private chat, which I used to have the scrolling banner on the bottom, but I don't anymore because there's a logo right above Ramy's head. I, media. When I first noticed yeah. that, I, was I like, thought that was Ramy putting it up. I thought it was behind me. I got I was, really I thought, confused. I thought <laughs> Ramy put that up on his screen. I was like, what, is that John Cryer? What the fuck? <laughs> no, Cryer Media is the company that I am associated with and that uh, is uh, basically where this podcast can be found. I got to uh, rewatch this just to see Ramy fucking die laughing at his Jerry Lawler terror. The guy has a stroke and he's questioning his parking situation. <laughs> Awful human being. Uh, oh my God, glad man. he's doing better but really why do you have oh. a parking lot man <laughs> if i will oh. pay for meet and greet tickets for you to meet him he was supposed to be a chiller in like april so if he goes there we're going and you could ask him why he has a not how are you doing nice to meet you do you really have a parking lot it's like right outside your house oh terrible oh. i really hope the chiefs win um but last last question what is the gatorade color Ooh. What ha- do you have a, a history of what it's been? Because I always know this prop, and then I never remember to check. I feel like purple has been one. It's never like orange or red. It's always like a fucking weird. You can literally bet on anything. Uh, it was blue for the box. It was orange for the Chiefs. It was blue oh, it was. for the Patriots, and it was yellow for the Eagles. I'm gonna go blue because it's been blue, blue. What other what flavors do they usually have? Isn't there like a clear one? So here are the Can odds. It just be water. Um, so right now, uh, purple is the long shot odds. At, like uh, according to FanDuel, it's a plus a thousand for purple and clear. Red slash pink is six fifty. Blue is three fifty. Orange is three hundred. And yellow slash green is one forty five. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go blue. You know how easy this stuff would be to rig. Like the NFL just goes, yeah, we're we're doing yellow. Make that the fucking. So easiest. purple Gatorade has only appeared twice in 2003 and 2012. Since 2001, red Gatorade has never won. Never won. <laughs> Blue Gatorade has been the most frequent, appearing four times since 2015. But orange Gatorade has won the most since 2001. I'm gonna go blue as well, actually. I'm going orange because it's my favorite. Oh, and also here's the other one that you can do: position of the player to pour the liquid. Offensive at minus one eleven, and defensive at plus one twenty five, and both 
a combination of plus 475. I just I feel like it'll be a defensive guy no matter what. Because somebody's taking a knee probably, so I would say defensive. Especially the Eagles. If the Eagles win, I could see uh, one of their big-ass fucking pass rushers just dumping it on that, that douchebag. And I then, really hope the Chiefs win. The only thing I'll say about MVP is I think if it's the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. If it's the Eagles, I don't know if it's going to be Jalen Hurts. I don't think it would I could see, I could see it being like A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith or something like that, or uh, an edge rusher. Miles Sanders. Ugh, ugh, Boston Scott. Boston Scott. <laughs> Not only if he's playing the Giants. Five touchdowns. Or what if it's Clyde? What are his That odds? would be hilarious. You'd owe me $1,000. <laughs> I know. In a stunning turn of events, Clyde actually passed for t- 100 yards and ran for 600. It's greatest Super Bowl performance of all time. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy. Oh, yeah, I don't what? see anybody other than Mahomes or Kelsey possibly even coming close to winning MVP if they win. So you're not big on Kadarius Tony getting the MVP? I will fucking kill myself if he wins the MVP. <laughs> Live although on I, YouTube? <laughs> although I wouldn't mind if he won MVP if it means the Chiefs win. And that, But that idiot gets a ring, which is so annoying. Oh. But he didn't do anything, so whatever. Just take your ring and shut up. But anyway, guys. It's fun having you two on again. We're gonna have to do this again in the off season, okay? That was good stuff. Well, I'll be on for your Daniel Jones appreciation podcast. I'm gonna have to message you. I'm gonna have to message like Alex for that. I'm probably gonna have to get Jared involved somehow because he's been dying to come on and talk about the Giants. Oh, that would be that's gonna be fucking great. Oh. Just gonna go game by game by game on his logs <laughs> and how great he was. The one memory of you and I, Matt, that I have of Daniel Jones is the first game. I remember I tweeted out, Danny threw a dime, and Matt's just like, boo, boo. <laughs> but I'll tell you that something. That like was me. one of the best ma- bets, bets that I made all year that I was so confident on was Giants plus five and a half against the Titans in that opening game. Really? I don't yeah. even remember. Dude, I did not buy into the Tennessee Titans at all going into this year. Yeah, but like the Giants were fucking awful. No, but I know, but I was just like, it was one of those things like where week one, you always have those like games where you think, oh, hey, this team's going to kick this team's ass. But the opposite happens. Like, look at how San Francisco lost to fucking Chicago in week one. That's true. Fucking Trey Lance. And we have seven months to talk about that shit, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, guys, episode number 214 in the books. Plans for SummerSlam are being made. Plans for the Super Bowl are being made. Enjoy the game, everybody, from this, that rant. That is Chris Ramey. That is Matt Lorenzo. I'm Griff Bordegon, Mr. Griff B. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy Super Bowl 57. And the next time we talk, it'll unfortunately be the offseason. Take care, everybody. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. 
I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.